Hi, this is Jennifer. And Audi. And we just want to say thank you for joining our podcast, Vessels of His Heart. Um, we hope that you enjoy this topic that we are discussing, and we pray that it blesses you. Hello, everyone. We're so excited to be back um, as we continue our series on strongholds and spiritual warfares. So if you haven't heard last week's episode, we encourage you to do so because that is the basics. It is the foundation to that is building upon the next episodes that we're going to be discussing in the next couple of weeks. So as a little bit of recap, you know, we were introducing what strongholds is from two perspectives, one, the biblical one and the secular one. So many people will define these type of struggles that we deal as human beings as strongholds, whether it is insecurities, whether it is addictions, whether it is um, any type of situations that we may deal with that are hard for us to break. Um, a lot of times will people consider it as strongholds, right? And that can be seen both from a secular point of view, but most importantly, from a spiritual perspective. Point of view. Why? Because it blocks us and it prevents us from being what God wants us to be. Um, however, there's actually different kinds of strongholds, right? And one, how people would see it or the actual definition of it is structure places. It was a place of position that would represent safety and strength, right? It was the bigger, the better, the stronger the walls, the bigger the world, the safe, the safer it would be for the people inside of those um places right so it meant security so stronghold is equal to security right however um a lot of times they will consider it as castles it was actually a fortress right an actual place that people would inhabit in it and it also it was to protect them from the enemies right so that's kind of like a, the secular um definition but when we talk about the spiritual one, which is one of the most important ones, right? Strongholds are things that truly prevents us from doing the calling of God over our lives. It hinders us, it debilitates us, it confuses us, and it really wants us to not walk in God's will. So yeah. that's why Paul in scripture mentions in 2 Corinthians, the weapons that we fight with are not weapons of this world and this is the scripture that we used last week on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of god and we take captive every single thought thought to make it obedient to christ so what paul was trying to talk about it was spiritual strongholds what is spiritual strongholds? Well, basically the Bible refers this like to negative thinkings, to things that are prideful in nature, um, worldly messages that are ingrained in our minds that we believe, we repeat it, and we keep walking in it. And mm -hmm. what Paul is saying, you cannot do this. You cannot, you know, you cannot um, tear down this stronghold. No, Siri. Um, tear down this stronghold with your own strength or with the worldly stuff. You have to do it with the word of God is the only way. So today, that's what we're going to be thinking about. One of the biggest and most dangerous ones is the strongholds of the mind. These are spiritual strongholds that need to be turned down in Jesus name with God's word. So Jennifer is going to be 
starting this topic today. Um, so basically spiritual strongholds, strongholds of the mind and talking about the story of Josea. So let's start. Yeah. So I want to start with, I know we gave a couple definitions last week. I found another definition for this week that I really, really like. Um, it's from the Oxford language dictionary and another definition of a stronghold, which kind of ties into what we're going to be talking about. The type we're going to be talking about today, strongholds of the mind says a place where a particular cause or belief is strongly defended or upheld. Uh And so when I read that definition, I was like, yeah, (laughs) I can see how we can, you know, how we can get so entangled and entrapped with these strongholds of, of our mind because it is a place of, of a particular cause or belief that is strongly defended or upheld. Doesn't mean that it's true, but it's a belief that's there. Like Audi was saying, it comes from different places, it comes from the enemy, you know, from the world, what we see, what's thrown at us all the time. And so my question for you today, um, for those of you that are listening is, you know, What are you believing or upholding about yourself, about your situation, your family? What are you believing and upholding in your mind that pertains to you? And then you have to ask yourself, once you figure that out, ask yourself, does it line up with what God says about it in his word? Hmm. If it does not, then you know that that thought is not of God, where it comes from. And so you know that that's something that has to be dealt with. Um, Another, I guess you can say, definition I found from this book um, titled Defeating Strongholds of the Mind by Rebecca Greenwood, um, she writes it like this. She says, a stronghold of the mind is a lie that Satan has established in our thinking that we count as true, but it is actually a false belief. Hmm. When we embrace these lies, they affect our attitudes, our emotions and our behaviors. And like Audi was mentioning, it eventually can hinder you from the calling and the purpose and living out that purpose that God has for you. And that scares me. Like when I think about that, I'm like, I don't want to miss out on the call that God has on my life just because I, you know, haven't dealt with this, whatever it may be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the enemy uses that as a distraction. Um, and so some examples, you know, Thinking about are there certain habits that you just cannot, for whatever reason, overcome or break? Something that you struggle with that just keeps on coming up, like it's the same thing over and over again, right? Mm -hmm. That is a stronghold of the mind, you know, whether we mentioned a few last time, you know, anxiety, insecurity, always being like suspicious about people, um, you know, anger, jealousy, unforgiveness, all of that, you know. And you have to ask yourself, this keeps coming up. This is an issue. So, and and yes, it's there that the a lie that the enemy has placed, but God out of his goodness and mercy just brings it to our attention so we can deal with it and move forward, right? Exactly. Um, and so, like Audi said, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the story of Josiah and Manasseh, um, King Josiah and King Manasseh, uh, grandfather and grandson. And this story can be found in 2 Kings chapters 21 through chapter 23. And so we're just going to highlight a few things today and kind of lay a foundation for what we're going to talk about next week. Um, So this one kind of pertains to, you know, the strongholds of the mind, but also sometimes these habits and things that we feel like we can't overcome. If you notice, if you look back in your family and in like the generations, do you see a pattern with it, right? Like, you know, 
let's say you're someone that deals with a lot of rage and anger and you know bitterness and always offended well think back like were were my parents like that you know what was my were my grandparents like that or someone in my family um you know I see it a lot too, even with like drug addiction, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like this long line and it's just passed down from like generation to generation to generation. Um, And it's, it's family patterns that are, are passed down and it only takes that one person to break that pattern and to break that curse and say, it stops with me. Um, And that's what Manasseh did. I mean, King Josiah did, sorry. So, I'm going to start with King, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, but that's how it's spelled, Manasseh. <laughs> um, he was king when he was just 12 years old, and he reigned for 55 years. And the Bible says that he did what was evil in God's eyes. It, the Bible compares him to Ahab, and if you know anything about King Ahab, I mean, mm-hmm. that's like as bad as it gets, right? Um, it says that he followed practices of the pagan nations. So those people who did not follow God's laws. Um, his father was Hezekiah, which I thought, you know, was interesting. Because if you know anything about King Hezekiah, he was a man who followed God, right? Yeah. Well, um, King Manasseh did everything opposite of what his dad Hezekiah did. Um, and so those pagan shrines and altars and everything that his father Hezekiah had broken down, Manasseh had them rebuilt, right? Mm-hmm. All the shrines um, he rebuilt along with altars um, to different gods, um, all kinds of gods in the temple of God. Yeah. So like even more so, right? Um, and Manasseh, I don't know if you know, Audi, but he sacrificed his own son in the fire. Ooh. Sacrificed him like wow. on the altar as a sacrifice. And so, I mean, he just, it would, he, took the people away from, you know, God's laws and what God had set at that time. Um, he brought in psychics and mediums and different gods, like the God of um, Baal. And, you know, um, they put up statues and different things like that. And then his son, they mentioned Ammon, which is King Josiah's dad, um, followed after King Manasseh's footsteps. Mm-hmm. So he was just as evil as him. Um, and he w- eventually was assassinated. And so at that time is when King Josiah became king mm-hmm. at just eight years old. I can't even imagine that. He was eight years old when he became king. Yeah. Josiah reigned for 31 years. Um, and the Bible says that he did what was pleasing in God's sight. And he followed the example of his ancestor, David. You know, he didn't turn away from what was, you know, the right thing to do. He restored God's temple, and but he also repented for the sins of his father and grandfather. Mm-hmm. And when he realized that, you know, these were things that were being passed down from generation to generation to generation, he was like, no, it stops with me, right? And so the first thing he did was, you know, acknowledged it, right? He acknowledged it and he repented, even though he wasn't the one, you know, he repented from it, right? And he tore down physically so now when we talk about second corinthians where it talks about tearing down those strongholds spiritually in the mind he physically went in and had everything that his grandfather had built up destroyed Hmm. um you know all the altars all the shrines everything that they had built up right and so sometimes yeah we we get these strongholds that it's a, a pattern a way of thinking 
but a lot of times it can be passed down to us with us not even knowing from our our families yes. you know and behaviors um, also that we learn from, yeah. from them yeah you know and that can be um hard to break you know and so like i said we'll go deeper into the story more next week but the very very first thing that you need to realize is you need to acknowledge it yeah you know mm-hmm. Because if you live in denial, it's going to hinder, you know, what God wants to do in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's going to stop. It's going to stop what God wants to do and how he wants to use you. And you won't be able to fully fulfill the call that God has on your life with that. Yes, I love that. Yeah, you got to recognize that it's sinful in nature, that it's that is really becoming a roadblock, right? Um, Yeah. From from not your destiny, but your calling or or that purpose that God has put in your path. So. Yeah, it's an amazing story, and we will dig deeper um, next week because this is this is important for us. I think, especially for in the in the era that we live in too, in our families. Um, one of the things that I I was reading when we were doing um, when we came across an article, and we just was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" It's like he recognized the sin of his family. Period, and mm-hmm. he didn't leave it there. He acted upon it. And I think as Christians, that's what we need to do. Um, a lot of times the enemy wants to point out the sin and really become that that stronghold so in, in, in rooted in us that we feel sad, that we feel shame, that we feel guilty. And then that's another, mm-hmm. another type of stronghold that is pulling you down. And then yeah. it continues to pull you down and down and now and not really being what God wants you to be. But he's like, in other words, it's like, no. Put up the armor of Christ. Take action, right? Um, mm-hmm. If you put other scriptures into place in, in this scenario, it's like, and do what you have, what God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. Sin doesn't have power over you, right? right? God has defeated sin already in the cross for you. So you are the daughter of the Most High King, and he has called you, he has equipped you, and whatever is weighting you down, whatever stronghold is weighting you down, doesn't have the power nor the authority to what? To defeat you, because God mm-hmm. already has defeated it. So it's like, let's be like Josiah, and again, we will go deeper on that, um, mm-hmm. and let's take action. And like Jennifer is saying, let's recognize it first. Let's admit yeah. it. And then maybe you're not sure of what it is. Maybe you're not aware. But try to look back. Like try to see, is, is there yeah. anything that I'm doing the same way or that is like like Jennifer was saying before, like that is kind of like off, that it's not aligned with what okay. God says and what God has told me or what scripture says that we should walk on. Um, and just start there. Ask God to examine your heart. A lot of times we're not going to know exactly what that sin is or how it's going to look like, but God reveals or God just simply removes it. Like literally he will tear down whatever Mm -hmm. it is so that you can see and you can walk in freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's the first thing, like we can't be in denial, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we got to recognize it and acknowledge it. And say, okay, God, yeah, this is a stronghold that I have in my life. This is something that I'm dealing with. And, you know, I just want to say this because I just feel it in my heart. Like, sometimes we may not see it on, in ourselves, but it takes someone who loves us, you know, a brother or sister in Christ, you know, to be like, hey, because <laughs> we've had these conversations. Like, yeah. can I be up with you? Like, and, and, and for you to be able to receive it and know that maybe you don't see it, but someone on the outside looking in can say, listen, you know, 
maybe, you know, look at it this way, you know, and I, I see this and, you know, and then it's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're right. You know what I mean? And, and be able to be open to that and receive it. If you know, it's coming from a place of love and someone who is, you know, spiritually mature and strong in the Lord, you know, um, because like Ali says, sometimes we don't even know, or we just think like, oh, that's just the way that I am. No, it's not the way that you are or, or the way that God has created you to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just taking that into account, just acknowledging it and not denying it, because the quicker you deal with it, the quicker you can move forward and what God, you know, wants to do in your life. I, I just keep thinking about the Israelites, that they wandered around the wilderness for 40 years and went around the same. I mean, I can imagine. Can you imagine like them? Did they not recognize like they're not getting anywhere? Like, hey, didn't we just come <laughs> by here a few days ago? Yeah. Like, you know, and so I... I I don't want that. You know what I mean? And so that's the first thing we need to do is acknowledge it, not be in denial and, you know, repent and examine yourself. Like that's your homework for this week. You know, examine yourself and ask God, be like, God, are there any areas in my life that even you may think it's the smallest thing, but it's that little thing, you know, that Mm -hmm. comes to steal what God has for you, you Mm -hmm. know? And so just examine yourself in prayer and spending time with God. Like, God, what is this? You know, what is it in me that has a stronghold in my mind and in my life, you know? And then as we go into next week, like, are there any patterns of you know my family that I see and myself too you know that I don't want to pass on to my family Mm -hmm. you know so just some things to think about and um and really go back into God's word and find scriptures on what it what it says about the mind and your thoughts and you know renewing the mind yes I love that and one scripture that just keeps in my mind is like as for me in my house I will self the Lord Right? Yeah. And that's the attitude that we need to take on as we are reflecting about these things. Like, just ask God to open up your eyes, to open up your understanding, right? Um, so that you can receive this word, so that you can yeah. receive what he wants to do in you. Allow yourself to be pruned in order for you to see growth in your life. Um, so it's it hurts. It's uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. it's so worth it. Why? Because it only gets you closer to God. Um, yeah. So that's all we want, right? We just want to go from glory to glory, but just go deeper and deeper in Him as well. So, yeah, I'm just excited about this series, aren't you? Like, it's just, yes. it, it keeps getting better and better. And you're going to notice that each episode builds up to the next one so it's like laying foundation over foundation because we want to build something right um in jesus name that would make you strong in him so that you are able to not only detect the schemes of the enemy but you're able to in jesus name overcome them so so yeah so today we talked a little bit of spiritual um strongholds and strongholds on the mind so next week we will continue to Um, build up upon this message and go deeper in it and then we will wrap up the series after a couple weeks on how can you do it right Um, giving you the tools as we go but let's pray yeah all right father god we come before your presence lord and we thank you god we thank you for your word um for speaking to us for just loving us enough to show us things that are in us that may not be right and that we need to deal with. Help us to recognize and acknowledge those strongholds that are in our mind and in our lives that we may be able to acknowledge them and not run from it or 
be in denial about it, but allow you to prune us, Lord, and renew a right heart and a right spirit in us, God. Lord, I pray that our minds and our hearts would always be open to receive from you. I thank you for every person that is listening to this podcast. I pray that you continue, Lord, to do a work in them, that you would bless them, and that they would be able to receive from this message today. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we see you back next week. Make sure that you like and share it with your friends. Have a blessed day. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today and tuning in with us. I hope it has been a blessing for your life. Make sure you stay connected with us in our social media platforms at Vessels of His Heart at Instagram and on Facebook. 